Thank you for joining us. Today, we're joined by Dr. Ryan Clark, a physiatrist with Baycare Clinic Pain and Rehab Medicine. We're here today to discuss pain, pain management, and treatment options available for patients. Thanks for being here today, doctor. Thanks, Alicia. Dr. Clark, let's start just by talking about pain in general. Pain is something almost everyone has probably experienced in some ways. Some may be living with chronic or daily pain. Can you discuss the different types of pain that people are typically dealing with? Sure. Yeah. So we uh, kind of classify pain by the timing of it. So acute pain is generally less than six weeks. Uh, there's subacute pain, which is six weeks to three months. And then there's chronic pain, which has been going on for greater than six months. Yeah. And can you explain a little bit maybe about the differences? Is it, you said mentioned time, but is there any difference in severity or sharpness or anything like that? Absolutely. Everyone's pain is an, an individual experience. Everyone experiences it a little bit differently. Um, you know, we have main things that we common things that we see again and again, but everyone's pain experience is kind of their own. Some people can, you know, have pain that they can deal with and walk around with every day. Some people are so debilitated, they're, you know, bedridden by it. So we try to help all variety of it from the very beginning, from when it first starts till uh, many years later, even if you've been suffering with this for decades. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get into that. And, and obviously, the causes of pain can vary. And, and that's part of what makes your job sort of unique and interesting as well. But what are some of the most common causes of pain that, that people are dealing with? Yeah. So, you know, the common, the most common thing we see is pain related to the spine, mostly neck and low back symptoms. Um, we see disc issues. We see narrowing of the spinal canal. We see facet joint issues. We see people who have had surgery, people who have failed surgery, people with arthritis, people with degenerative disc disease. The kind of list just goes on and on of the things that we can treat. Yeah. And it sounds like a wide variety of things as well. And, and you had mentioned um, the different types of pain. So let's focus right now just on, on chronic pain. Pain is something that people are living with, with day in and day out. Can you talk about chronic pain and how common of a problem that is for people? Yeah. So uh, we again, chronic pain is anyone with pain greater than six months. So that's a lot of the population, especially people as they get older. Uh, you get degenerative disc disease where the disc kind of shrinks in size and you're more likely to compress nerves cause pain. And, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to deal with. So it can affect your mood. It can affect your sleep. There's all sorts of studies to kind of show that it can make you miserable if you're dealing with it every day. So our job is really to kind of work with you, figure out what's causing uh, what's causing that pain and uh, try to make it better. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to get into a little bit more about how you do that in just a moment. But um, can you discuss maybe some of the types of chronic pain or where people are feeling that the most? I think you mentioned lower back and spine, but what are some of the other ones? Yeah, so we see knee pain commonly, you know, arthritis in the knees. Basically, you have some cartilage that wears down over time. So that's a common spot. Uh, we see hip pain very frequently, as well as shoulder pain or some of the other common ones. Um, we see a ton of neck pain. Uh, but, you know, you can get symptoms anywhere all the way from the top to the bottom, including, you know, peripheral neuropathy. You can get burning pain in your feet. A lot of people get that due to diabetes, alcohol chemo medications, different medications or kind of stuff that's happened over the years. So, you know, there's hundreds of conditions that can be treated and, uh, you know, we, we pride ourselves on addressing them all. Yeah. And, and I think it, it might seem obvious and, and anybody who's dealt with pain certainly knows, but what are some of the things that you've seen from your patients as far as how this type of pain or how pain in general can affect their daily lives? So uh, I talk about the triangle between pain, sleep, depression and more pain. And so when you're experiencing pain, 
Uh, you generally get depressed. Uh, you generally don't sleep very well. And that leads to worsening of your pain, worsening of your depression. And it just kind of cycles back and forth. So I've seen people who have really struggled for years with the, this going on. And, uh, you know, people are oftentimes hesitant to seek help. But, uh, you know, it's, the sooner we get to you, the better, the more nerve damage and potential other problems we can avoid. Yeah, and that's where I wanted to go to. So that was a great segue. Um, what is, in, in the most basic sense, can you just describe what pain is and, and maybe why isn't it something that, that should just be either dealt with or ignored, um, you know, for the long term? Yeah, so acute pain is your body's way of telling you not to do something. So, you know, we used to think this no pain, no game concept, and we've really changed our mind on that. And it's, you know, if something hurts, you generally should stay away from that activity or whatever is causing you that pain. Uh, and it's a good thing because it tells your body, hey, you're doing damage to something here. You know, we need to act differently to kind of prevent this from happening. Uh, what chronic pain is, it's kind of a maladaptive uh, way your body kind of tells you that you're now experiencing constant pain and that it's generally not a good thing to have that go on because it's not telling you that you shouldn't be doing this one activity. It's telling you not to do any activities. So that's what we really want to try to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And, and can not seeing someone or not seeking treatment cause permanent damage in some cases? Yeah, so I see it all the time where, uh, you know, if you press on nerves for long enough, you get compression injuries and then the, the muscles that are attached to those nerves stop working. So, for instance, I saw a guy earlier this morning and he can't lift his feet up. So he's got drop foot on both sides because for years he's had back pain going on since those nerves have been being pressed on uh, because we didn't get those fixed quickly enough. Now he, uh, you know, has a condition that will probably be with him for the rest of his life. Wow. So because pain is such a common thing and, and everyone experiences pain in, in some ways and people, as you mentioned, have different tolerance levels and those kinds of things. When should someone make an appointment with you or your colleagues at pain and rehab medicine? When does it become something that they need to seek professional help for? Um, so most back pain, the, the studies have shown that within four weeks, most people get better on their own. Um, so what I would recommend to everybody is talk to your primary right in the beginning. Try to get into some physical therapy right away. Uh, getting everything moving, working with the trained experts like we have here to get you moving and get you starting to feel better is the best thing for you. If at the end of that four-week period, you're still, you're still not feeling better, then I would talk to your primary care doctor about getting a referral to see uh, myself or one of one of my colleagues, because uh, that that shouldn't be going on that long. Something's happening if it's not getting better. So let's talk a little bit about you and your background. Tell everyone a little bit about what makes you uniquely qualified to sort of have this discussion today. What's your training in? Sure. So I, I grew up a big sports guy. I played everything. I was a swimmer, basketball, football, tennis, golf, you name it. Uh, and then I realized I wasn't going to make the pros. So I started looking into a different route. And that was to me, you know, uh, medicine and anatomy. I became interested with my, my, why my body couldn't quite do the things that LeBron James's body could do. <laughs> um, so that led me to, uh, to do uh, med school. Uh, so I did that. I did that at Western University and I'm a doctor of osteopathy. Uh, and that's basically the same thing as a medical doctor, but we do a little bit of extra training and manipulation. Um, so we do a lot of anatomy focused stuff. So I really understand every muscle, every nerve, how it connects, where it connects throughout the whole body. And I think that makes me uniquely uh, qualified to uh, do, uh, do pain management. Uh, I then did residency at Northwestern in Chicago, uh, where I did physical medicine and rehabilitation. And basically what you do is you help people back to health after every uh, 
every medical condition that's really debilitating. So we see a lot of stroke patients, spinal cord injury patients. We see trauma. We see all sorts of disabled people, and we try to basically work with them to get them back to health, working with physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, um, and the rest of the medical team to fix people. So I did that for uh, for four years in Chicago, and then I came to Medical College of Wisconsin. I did a fellowship in pain management, where we're trained specifically in reading MRIs, performing injections such as hip injections, knee injections, back injections. I do epidural injections, facet joint injections, radiofrequency ablations, and some more advanced techniques like spinal cord stimulators, uh, dorsal root ganglion stimulators, uh, vertiflex procedures, uh, vertebroplasty for broken bones and some other, you know, pretty intense stuff. So I feel like I've seen a lot of the, a lot of different conditions and I have a good amount of experience, you know, treating it all because I've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think that goes and says a lot for, for the patients that you see as well. Can you talk a little bit about um, why you and your colleagues are, are maybe good for the, the patients that are coming to see you because of the specialized training? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do before we see any patients is we take a look through the medical records and just kind of get to know people. I like to look at all of your MRIs, your medical history, all that type of stuff. So when you come to see me, you know, I, I know a little bit about what's going on. And then I interview you to kind of have you tell me, you know, a little bit more about uh, your specific story and what I can do to, you know, to help you, you know, so that's, that's basically our goal. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. When a, when a patient comes in to see you, how do you go about diagnosing a patient's pain? Sure. So the first thing is I've always reviewed the records. I want to know everything about you, uh, how it deals with your pain, what you're likely to get based on kind of what I see from those records. Uh, then I have you come in and I have you basically fill out a little form that says, you know, I hurt here. It's been hurting here for this long. And uh, that gives me a good idea about what we're looking for and what uh, what to kind of watch for. Uh, then I kind of talk to the patient and we just have a conversation just like this, where we kind of, you know, go through uh, what you've done, what's, what's worked, what hasn't worked and how I can help. Uh, I then do a really thorough physical exam. I like to examine every nerve basically from the neck down to the, down to the feet. Uh, as long as it's pertinent, I kind of check it out. Uh, I do uh, sensory testing where I test your sensation to see if you have any nerve damage going on anywhere. I check your muscle strength to make sure everything's functioning. There's no muscle tears or tendon tears or arthritis, anything like that. And then I check your reflexes. I make you walk around a little bit. I bend you in different ways that I think could provoke your pain and make your pain better to really get a good idea about what's going on. Um, with just about every patient, I review your imaging in the, in the room with you so you can kind of see what's going on and why I think that's causing your pain. Uh, once we kind of get a, an idea about what's going on, then we talk about the different therapies and uh, options we can do to treat it. Yeah, and I, I think that's so interesting because it, it really is sort of an all-encompassing approach. And, and people who have had an injury or who had suffered an accident or something may know what's causing their pain, but other people may not. And so some of the questions that you ask might seem strange, but you need to know sort of what their daily lives are like, what they do on a daily basis, what they do for work, that kind of thing, right? Because it could affect what's causing their pain. Absolutely. So I like to know what position you're working in, what you're doing. You know, are you driving a truck all day? Are you lifting stuff? Are you uh, just working at a computer all day? All of that stuff can make a difference for how your body wears down and where you're likely to get pain. 
Interesting. Very interesting. And I think that uh, speaks to, and I know on, on the website, you guys have sort of a questionnaire where people can start. Is that is that something you would send them to prior to, or can you fill that out when they come into the office? Yeah, I, I try to send it out to every patient prior to them coming. But if, if you don't have time to fill it out, we have one in the office if you forget it, so you can fill it out. But it just gives me a better idea about what's going on with you as a whole person uh, and just make sure that we don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, obviously, it'll vary by each patient. Again, so much of this is, as you had said, individualized. It's a very case-by-case basis, and you're dealing with patients who are experiencing pain differently and that kind of stuff. But you talked about it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the um, repertoire of sort of treatment options that you have available at your disposal for patients. Um, Can you start by talking about maybe where you would start specifically with a patient? Yeah, so every patient I start with, I like to talk about what exercises you're doing. I have specific exercises I like for based on your diagnosis. Generally, it's positional. So if you have a disc problem, I generally get you doing back bends where you're bending backwards like this. If you have narrowing in the spinal canal, I generally get you doing some exercises where you're going forward like this. Uh, And I talk to you about getting in touch with a physical therapist to try to get, get you exercises specifically for your body and your condition. Um, So that's the first thing I always start with. Uh, And then I talk about medications that we can use to calm things down. Uh, I try to use safe medications that can be used long term to reduce pain, make you more comfortable. And if we can figure out why it's happening, you know, there's medications specifically for arthritis, for nerve pain, for basically every type of pain you get um, to kind of target it. Uh, And then I talk about um, doing either bracing for knees, bracing for back, those type of things. Uh, or injections or some more advanced treatments, depending on kind of what I see and what, uh, what's going on. Sometimes an injection just one time with a, a steroid can make a huge difference, keep people comfortable for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's key too, because a lot of times, or, or in, at least in my instance, people will automatically assume that they need surgery or something along those lines, and that's maybe why they're putting off coming in. Um, how do you decide what treatment option is is right for each individual patient? Sure. So uh, my job, I feel, is to keep people out of surgery. So my job is to basically know what you're coming in with and figure out how to treat you in a non-surgical manner. That being said, I'm not always successful in that. And, you know, we refer to surgeons frequently. And if we see any red flags that would require surgery, I make sure to let you know what they are why you're having them and what a surgeon can do to kind of fix it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But beyond that, there's just, there's just so many treatment options out there short of surgeries that can be very effective for people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can talk about those specifics too, but again, it's such an individualized basis. Let's circle back. You had mentioned medications. There's obviously a lot of medications on the market. There's some concerns with some of the opioids and things where pain was always treated in that regard. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and, the work that you do and and maybe the changes that have made, you know, been made in the industry throughout the years? Sure. Yeah. So the opioid uh, epidemic is what they're calling it now has become a big issue for a lot of people. So for years, we talked about pain as the sixth vital sign and how important it is to treat pain. It turns out that that was a marketing campaign by Purdue Pharmacy to fool a lot of people or a lot of physicians into prescribing opioids. Um, What the studies have basically shown over the years is that anyone with non-cancer or life end of end of care, end of life treatment with pain should not be treated with opioids. That being said, there's generations of people who were treated with opioids 
who have become used to that. And that's the only way that they can function. So what I do is I try to work with patients, see where they are, what's been going on with that, how long they've been on medications. And what I try to do is I try to treat the pain and the source of the pain so that we can slowly reduce the opioids over time. And I've had some patients who have been slowly reducing them down the opioid dose for over three years now. Um, and it's, uh, it's a challenge, but uh, you know, most of the time people, as they come down off of these medications, they feel better. Uh, and as, as we treat the pain, they realize, you know, I was just masking it with these opioids. And most of the time it doesn't work very well after a while, as well as the side effects like constipation, falls, confusion, fogginess, and uh, motor vehicle accidents are things we see for people who are on these opioid medications long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you had talked about some safe medications. Obviously, there's other medications on the market that are non-addictive, those kinds of things. Can you talk a little bit about those that are at your disposal and why those are maybe safer for you to use? Absolutely. So the first thing I do when I, whenever I see any of our patients, I look at your kidney function, your liver function, and I make sure that you're safe to be on these medications. Um, so many times you can do damage to your body by being on the wrong medications um, because of that. So what I do is I look at uh, good arthritis medications. And the classic one that we see is Tylenol or acetaminophen. Uh, it's very, it's been allowed around a long time. And as long as you're taking a safe dose, which is generally less than 4,000 milligrams per day, that's the one that I get most people started on. I get you started on 500 milligrams, two tabs, three times a day, very frequently, um, because it's good for arthritis pain. And it just helps to just dull it down just a little bit. Um, the next class of medications that I really like are the are the uh, neuropathic medications or pain medications for nerve pain, like gabapentin, Lyrica, Cymbalta, amitriptyline, nortriptyline. There's a whole list of them. Uh, and then there's the NSAID medications, which uh, like ibuprofen and Aleve, people are familiar with, uh, but they're hard on the stomach and the kidneys. So I always make sure that you're not having stomach or kidney problems before starting you on those. There's muscle relaxers, there's topical medications, there's just lists and lists of them, there's sleep medications, there's other ones that we use kind of here and there to make sure that you're balanced and we're, we're treating all of your symptoms and problems and keeping you comfortable as we're trying to get to the root source of the problem as we're trying to fix things. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And I, I think it just speaks to the training that you've had and the experience that you've had and you and your colleagues have had. Patients are in good hands when they're coming. You're not going to subscribe, prescribe anything that's going to be, you know, detrimental to their overall health in, in general. So, well, I like to think they're in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep continuing on here, but for, for someone who's dealing with chronic pain, are there steps that they can take at home to help in either conjunction with or before coming to see you? What do you recommend in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like you to become active. So the first thing we try to get you doing is, you know, walking. If you can just start walking for exercise, that's the first type of thing. You know, I, I actually like uh, Google. You know, I think it's it's helpful if you have a, you know, a musculoskeletal complaint, you know, look up some possible causes, you know, look up some some therapy videos on YouTube, things like that. See if you can start moving, see if you can figure out how to treat your pain yourself. Uh, if you can, that's when I generally recommend, you know, you talk to your primary care and then I'd say, you know, getting a referral to physical therapy is probably the best first thing you can do. And then if it's still not getting better, that's when I think you should, you know, contact us at the, at the pain clinic to see if, uh, if there's something that we can do to, to make you better. And I'd say 99% of the time there is. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if I am someone who's watching, who maybe until now just assumed that pain was just a natural part of my life, but I'm getting older, this is just natural pain that I'd have to live with, what recommendations do you have for me? 
come in. You know, there, there are people who we see who are still living with chronic pain, but there's a lot of people who we've done miraculous treatments on who are doing so much better. I had a lady come in uh, the other day. She'd seen three spine surgeons. She had too much scoliosis, which was curvature of her spine. She couldn't stand upright. She was flexed forward like a posture like this and couldn't stand upright for almost two years. She was becoming weak in her legs and was really suffering. Um, I put in a, a VertiFlex, which is a spinal spacer device um, that's put in non-invasively. It's a small surgery. Uh, she stood up that day. She handed me her cane and she said, I feel great. This wow. is like a miracle. And uh, she comes back now every time and she gives me a hug to say thank you. So it's it's experiences like that that make you know me love what I do. Um, and it just I just hate to think that there's somebody out there who we could help who uh, hasn't come in. Yeah. Yeah. So moral of the story has come in. Do we need a referral to see you or your colleagues or is this something that we can just call and schedule an appointment? It's generally best to go through your primary care doctor for a referral um, just because sometimes your insurance will require that. Um, but you can call the clinic and we can figure it out. We can help you through that. Uh, again, thank you for your time today. Do you have anything else that you want to add or leave our viewers with? No, I think I think the big thing is just, uh, you know, come in, come in early. You know, it's better to to see us early when we can fix things than to wait too long. But if it's been too long, still come in. There's always something we can try. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Again, Dr. Ryan Clark is a physiatrist with Baycare Clinic Pain and Rehab Medicine. To learn more or to request an appointment, visit baycare.net.